Hello, you're listening to the Unleash Your Extraordinary podcast. I'm Jess Ratcliffe. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you've had an amazing week. In today's episode, we're diving into the topic of how can you hear your inner callings? And this really builds on the last topics we've covered around listening to your inner wisdom over your inner critic and also how to feel clear on where you're going. And I mention this because I feel like in previous episodes, maybe we've dived in past a step. We've gone straight to how do we listen to inner wisdom over inner critic, or how do we feel clear on where we're going without actually starting with how the heck do we hear our inner callings or our inner voice and knowing in the first place? So that's what we're gonna cover in today's topic. And I hope it will feel particularly timely and on point for you if you currently feel like you're standing at a crossroads and you're having to choose or make a decision about which direction to go in. Or maybe you feel like you're so in the weeds, you've lost the direction you felt you had and you want to zoom out and check in with yourself that actually you're on the path that you want to be on and that you've not just got so deep into the weeds that months or even years have gone by and you find yourself looking back and thinking, hang on, am I on the path that I wanna be on? Or maybe it's that you just feel stuck. Where you are right now, you're not sure how to move forward, whether that's facing a crossroad or facing like a whole mega junction. You know, it might be that the options feel so overwhelming that you just wanna hone in on what do I truly want? What direction do I want to move in? And what's my next step? Because so often when we feel at a crossroads or we feel stuck or we feel lost in terms of which direction do we want to go in, right? We can feel uncertain and directionless it's also so easy to feel overwhelmed. So we start to try and spin up all of the plans, right? All of the steps that we will take. And actually the core here is reminding ourselves that we can only do one step at a time. And so the priority is choosing what is that step? Tuning into that inner voice, that inner calling, the inkling or the whisper that is trying to pull us in a certain direction and nudge us in the direction that we deep down want to go in, that our heart wants to move towards, and then know that all we have to do is take that next step. So that's today's challenge, that's today's mission in our time together, is to help you hear your inner callings, to help you identify them, create the space for them, and then when you know them, identify what to do next. But before we fully dive in, even though I feel like we have a little bit, before we do, I wanted to share a book that I've recommended this week. It's called Never Split the Difference. And you will love this book if you're working on your communication at the moment, if you're working on becoming a more powerful communicator, a more powerful leader. It's grounded in negotiation techniques. It's written by and a former FBI hostage negotiator, a guy called Chris Voss. And it's brilliant. This is one of the books that I read quite a while ago now. I remember devouring it on a holiday and immediately thinking that in every chapter, 
there was actionable nuggets of wisdom and actions that I could put into place. And it's brilliant. Like I, I recommend it all the time, but I found myself recommending it quite a lot this week. And so I wanted to recommend it with you too. So if you're hungry and curious to work on your communication, to come up with or sort of find your flow in how to communicate powerfully and how to really sort of get curious with the people you're with, because obviously with him being a hostage negotiator, it's all about getting into the actual motivation and drive behind why somebody would take someone hostage. And as crazy and sort of much more extreme as that can sound, maybe what I hope you have to deal with on a daily basis, there are so many just absolute gems for techniques to use in challenging conversations, negotiations like for pay rise, or if you're going through a job interview process at the moment for one-to-ones with your manager or your managees, like there's so many good things in there to really tap into your most powerful communication. So that's never split the difference. I highly recommend it. And every episode now, I'm gonna think of something to share because I very often find myself with coaching clients and in workshops, sharing podcasts, sharing books, all of that good stuff, articles. So why not do the same with you here, hey? So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you've read it, or when you do, let me know what you thought of the book. I'd love to hear. So let's get into today's topic. So how do we hear our inner callings? And first of all, what are they, right? So we might have covered this a bit in past episodes when we've talked about listening to our inner wisdom. And also then we obviously talked about listening to our inner critic and how so often we can do that more than we listen to our wisdom. And really they're the voices on the inside, right? They're the most vocal, especially the inner critics and the self-saboteurs. They're the most vocal. They're the voices we hear when we're about to do something that feels a little bit edgy, new, uncertain. And so our critics kick in, as you may know if you've been a listener for a while, mine's called Evil Jess. And she'll get rowdy and noisy, right, when it comes to doing something edgy, doing something that is stepping outside of my comfort zone. And she might say things like, who are we to do this? Or who are you to do that? Or what if this happens, right? They're all about focusing on the negative and on keeping us small as much as possible. Then we have our inner wisdom, right? And our inner wisdom is really the sort of that inner calling, that inner voice. Ultimately, what I like to refer to as the inner compass. And when we can tune into it, it sort of subtly tells us which direction we really want to go in. And so a calling for you might look like a gut feeling or that sort of whisper, that inkling that you've got on the inside telling you, it's sort of tugging you in a certain direction. And sometimes we resist these, right? Because often, or more often than not, if we follow our inner callings and our inner inklings, it requires change. And so, so often we quiet those inner callings and that inner wisdom and that inner compass telling us, hey, like we wanna do this thing, or we wanna go over here, or we wanna go to that event tonight, or we wanna quit our job and do this, or we wanna start this business, or move across in the company like this, or put ourselves forward for this project. They're the kind of callings that when we hear them, they're so easy to silence because they so often feel like the starting pull on a thread of change and of stepping out of our comfort zone. 
And so, as you can imagine from what we've just talked about, about the inner critic, they really don't want us following those inner callings or even listening to them in the first place. And surely that's why we throw ourselves into what we're doing and we become so in the weeds sometimes that it's very hard to see a way forward, right? Because we're so in it that we get all tangled up in the day to day and we very rarely let ourselves step back and really look at the landscape of where we are, what we're doing, who we're becoming to allow ourselves to actually ask the questions of are we on the path that we want to be on? Are we following our true calling, our true potential? Or do we feel like we're just doing this because we should? And that touches a little bit on the sort of shoulding all over ourselves or listening to our obligations rather than listening to what we truly want, which we talked about in last week's episode, which is all about how to unleash your confidence in saying no, how to really tap into whether you want to do something or not. And so maybe you can think of a time, right? Maybe there's been a time where, or maybe you're listening to one right now, right? In your gut, there is this sense to do something. Maybe it is to have a conversation that feels like you're putting it off, but you know in the long run will serve you. Maybe it is to end or change or evolve a relationship that you have in your life at the moment. Maybe it is changing or quitting or evolving your role at this moment, your job in this moment. And that could even be if you're self-employed or running your own thing. Maybe it's giving yourself the time to listen to that tug that's almost inviting you to step back and assess the direction you're moving in and even the sort of goals you're heading towards or that you're setting for yourself and actually the way that you are approaching building the thing that you're building, whether that's your career, your business or your life. And so I invite you to think about what's tugging me at the moment. What is, what's that sort of inner whisper, that inner calling that is trying to be heard? that is trying to bubble up to the surface, trying to get through all of those weeds and have me pay attention to it. What is your inner calling directing you towards or sort of nudging you towards? And with that in mind, I then invite you to think, why might you be resisting it? When you think of that inner calling and you think of that nudge, what unfolds on the other side of that change? Because so often we resist the call or the pull or the nudge, right? The little tug telling us to go in this direction or that. Because with that action, with that choice and that commitment of following that pull, that tug or that call, comes change. And for some reason, as humans, we fear change, right? So it is so easy to stay where we are than to make the change we know our heart and our inner calling is telling us to step towards. So I invite you to think about why am I resisting this? Why are you resisting the change that might come by listening and following your inner calling, that inner nudge and whisper? And this is where we can get a little bit like, I'm not resisting anything, Jess. So I invite you to really sit with that, really think about what am I scared of here? What do I feel a little bit edgy about or uncomfortable about? Because maybe it is having a tough conversation. 
And none of us like that, right? None of us love those potentially awkward, confrontational, edgy conversations because they sit way outside our comfort zone. And if we don't have them very often, that's even that's amplified even further because we're just not familiar with them. We're not used to it. And so sitting in that potential tension, even if it's immediately resolved as soon as the conversation starts and we realise, oh, actually, this is going to go all right, thank goodness, it's only natural that we would resist those tough or tougher conversations because they're not our normal. They're just not comfortable. Or maybe looping us back to being at a crossroads maybe the resistance comes in because you know that by following your calling by listening to your inner wisdom and following your inner call that pull it means that you've got to put yourself on the line maybe it's having to really go for broke and to think to yourself right if i'm going to choose this path the one that actually deep down i know i want to walk down that's not the easiest path, right? On paper, it's not the easiest path. And so I'm putting myself out there for fear of failure, you know, fear of judgment, all of that juicy stuff that so often holds us back. Maybe putting yourself on the line feels like it comes with all of that good stuff or not so enjoyable good stuff for you. Maybe it's putting yourself forward for something that you're not 100% certain how that's going to unfold or if you're the person to actually make it happen and so the fear that you might dare to put yourself out there and it doesn't come off that in itself can be enough to cause us to take the safer path but that's not what our inner calling is pulling us to do I'm sort of assuming that there so I'll invite you to think is that what your inner calling is pulling you to do or Is there something, even if it's a spark that feels quite small, telling you that that is the path, the less traveled, the slightly more edgy, the one that maybe only you can do? Maybe, you you know, you know, deep down when you think of that safe one, you're like, no way, not for me. And yet we, we like sort of entertain it because the alternative can feel so adventurous and new and scary So maybe it's that, maybe it's something, right? Something above or something to come that by choosing to listen to your calling, there is a form of friction, right? It's stepping into the unknown. It's stepping into the not so easy, literally walking in the dark with a flashlight and all you can see as you take each step is a little bit further ahead. But when we think about it, isn't that what we do anyway? And so isn't life going to be so much more enjoyable and full of passion and purpose if we follow our inner callings rather than settle for what's safe or secure or for what other people would choose? Because that's not us. And I'm going to go out on a limb and really point it to say that that is not you, right? If you are listening to this podcast, if you are here and you are listening to something called the Unleash Your Extraordinary podcast, and you somehow know of me and my work, you are not the one for taking the path that is the safest, if that is not what your heart and your inner calling truly wants. We are the ones that go the way that nobody else goes, right? We're the ones that go 
down the path that we want to travel, that we want to pave. Like our path doesn't even exist yet. We're paving it as we go. And so I know that even when it can feel like it's easier and safer to choose the path that is sensible, that's not the path for you. So now bringing us back to almost out of my pep talk and into what you can do to start to hear your inner callings, because I know that when you hear them, you are the person that will act on them. You are the person that will follow that thread, that nudge, that pull, and pave the path that you dream of. So let's look at three ways, three simple and immediately actionable ways that you can start to hear your inner callings. So test number one, right? These are all experiments for you to test with, to play with, is to step out of the weeds, to lift yourself up from the micro view and give yourself the space to play in the macro, to zoom up and lift yourself out of the day-to-day weeds So with that in mind, I invite you to think of how could you lift yourself out of the weeds? Knowing the day you've got coming up or the week you've got going on, what could you do today or this week to give yourself the space where you're not in the weeds? Where you've almost, if we play on that metaphor or analogy of like weeds and nature, how could you climb a tree and get out of the weeds and get a full view of where you're at. How could you do that today or this week? And I want you to now follow immediately the idea that comes to mind, right? So maybe it's taking yourself for coffee, taking yourself for lunch, going for a walk instead of, you know, when you're set for meetings or you have some downtime, going for a walk instead of just staying in the same environment, focusing on the same to-do list, giving yourself that space to really zoom out and strategize once you're out of the weeds. Test number two is to give the spark space. So I want you to think of this like the starting of a fire, right? Or the fanning of a fire. How do we build that fire? We look at the spark, right? And we give it oxygen. We fan the flames. And so thinking of that spark of your inner calling, right, that little tiny whisper, for that to grow, I invite you to think about how can you give that space? How could you give that spark oxygen? How could you disconnect from the usual distractions? Whether that's a digital distraction, like having emails on your phone or Instagram or Slack or whatever it might be for you. Maybe it's giving yourself that space by switching off your phone for an evening, a day, a weekend, whatever you can do. And obviously you can do anything there, right? So I immediately say that and then challenge myself. But I'm also very aware that knowing, you know, the idea of maybe taking emails off of your phone is not actually possible for you and your work, or it doesn't best serve you and your work. But where you can, I invite you to think of, how can you disconnect from distraction? You know, if you're listening to last week's episode, you'll hear that I'm currently doing a social media detox, shall we say. I'm just stepping back largely from Instagram, but from posting in general, really. And it has been game changing. Like I I didn't realise how much I was like in the weeds and the shoulds 
by just having Instagram on my phone, not only in terms of how much mind space it took up around what to post, what to share, how to add value, you know, what's my strategy, all of that stuff, but also whenever I'm in between clients or, you know, queuing up for something or on the train, I'd have a quick look at Instagram. Why? Like, what benefit is that really doing for me in that moment? I'm aware that it might be very different for yourself, so obviously take this with your lens of it in mind. But I invite you to think about that because I promise you that by disconnecting and by giving yourself that quiet, that space to fan the flame, ideas will come to you that you can't yet predict or even see because when we're so easily sort of able to go into what distracts us we just can't go deep enough right and they say this a lot in terms of why we have ideas in the shower you know because we're doing something where we're we're giving our minds the opportunity to think of other things and sort of to just naturally have those light bulb moments when we're lathering up or doing something completely different to when we're sitting at our desks or staring at our screens or connected to Instagram while we're in between this or on our way here. And actually by giving our sparks of insight and inspiration, the oxygen to turn into a flame and a fire, right? that's when we'll fully notice them. And that's when they've got the space and the time to grow. So I invite you to think of how can you give your spark space? Maybe it is switching off your phone for that evening, that day, that lunchtime, that meeting, giving yourself the space to really just get curious and with no set plan or no set intention, just open it up and almost imagine yourself sort of stepping into just letting whatever feels right unfold. You know, no pressure in terms of, well, hang on, what? I'm gonna go off here and think about nothing or do this. You know, just sit with it and be curious and see what comes to life see what that spark turns into. And then the last test, test number three, is to do something different, to add something to your day or your week that just sparks your creativity. Maybe it's taking yourself to a different kind of class or a different kind of event or watching a different movie or TV program or documentary than you would usually choose. Maybe it's choosing a different kind of book Maybe it's choosing fiction if you're more into the non-fiction or an autobiography if you're more about the personal development books. Choosing something where you can just follow your curiosity and creativity to see what ideas might come from that sort of cross-pollination of industry or people or history or lessons learned from other areas of life and other chapters of history that just might bring to life an idea that is bubbling under the surface for you and really amplify those inner callings when it's able to connect onto something that you're learning about or reading about or putting into practice. Maybe it's taking an art class or taking yourself for a cooking lesson, just doing something that really allows you to play around with what might be bubbling under and that's yet to really feel like it's got the microphone to be heard in terms of ideas, inner wisdom, and that inner calling. So there are three tests, three experiments for you to play with 
We've got stepping out of the weeds, right? Letting yourself zoom out of the micro day to day where we can so often just focus on what's immediately ahead of us and not have that space to really spark new ideas and see things differently. Then we've got giving our sparks space, giving them oxygen like we would do if we were fanning a flame. That might be disconnecting from distractions, giving yourself time away from digital devices or away from your phone or away from your usual routines. Something that just gives space to those sparks to really take hold and turn into those passionate fires. And then lastly, we had doing something different, tapping into your creativity or even your beginner's mind by doing something just for the fun, for the joy, for the creative juices and muscles that that will bring to life, not knowing what might cross-pollinate to really amplify and give your inner callings a louder voice so that once we can hear them, once they've bubbled up to the surface, we can then take action on them. And so when your inner callings take hold, right, even as we've been working with each other today, maybe something has been tugging at you, maybe even just from where I invited you to think of that inner calling at the beginning, you know that you've been resisting that tug, that nudge towards something that you want to do. And so if that's become more and more clear, and deep down you know you want to take action towards it, I invite you to just think of what's one thing you could do to step towards it, to follow that inner calling and to really listen and act on your inner wisdom. Even if you don't know the full path or the full way that you're gonna get from here to where you wanna be, even if you don't know yet the full clear picture of exactly where you want to be and where that calling will take you, but that you do know it's telling you to follow it, I invite you to just think of what's one step that I could take to trust that inner calling and know that it is going to take you and lead you to the exact place that you are meant to be. That by following our inner callings and our heart's desires, that's how we pave the path we dream of. And so to wrap this topic, I also wanted to leave you with a thought that's come to me this week in or this past week, if you're listening to this on the Monday that it goes live. In that week of coaching, what's really come to me is this key takeaway that we are more powerful than we know. You are more powerful than you know. And so often we forget this, right? Because what does that mean if we really step into that power? You know, if we really just follow our inner callings and sort of put ourselves into the unknown or the uncertain time and time again, what does that mean? You know, what what unfolds? And as humans, we like to have a plan. We like to know, we like certainty. And so that what does that mean, that big question feels a little uncomfortable. But I invite you to harness that, to know that you are more powerful than you know. There is a wealth of potential and creativity and possibility within you that will unfold by following your inner callings. And I'll just leave that right there for it to marinate. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode has left you feeling even more excited to continue paving your own path. 
And if it's left you with a little bit of curiosity around what it could look like to work together through one-on-one coaching and how powerful coaching can support you on your mission, I would love to have a conversation. Head to jessratcliffe.com to book that in directly in my calendar.